Yeah, yeah. Whoa. Hello. Oh, she uh, walk it like I talk it. Walk it. Walk it like I talk it. Walk it. Walk it like I talk it. Woo. Walk it like I talk it. You. Walk it like I talk it. Walk it. Walk it like I talk it. Walk it. Walk it like I talk it. Woo. Walk it like I talk it. Hey. Walk it like I talk it. Walk it. Walk Good day. Hey, that's for MC Emily and all our uh, listeners in, well, Australia, New Zealand area. How about that? I was going to say Asia Pacific. Okay, sorry. That wasn't very well done either. Anyway, thanks for joining us this week. Well, last week we tackled the prosperity gospel. This week we're going to ta- tackle giving. Casey, a challenge. What about giving? Are you frustrated with the world? What are you doing to give to help change and support? So that's what we get into today. Again, thanks for sharing us, by the way. Thank you so much when we're worth sharing. I appreciate it so much. Here you go. All right. Welcome back. All right. Last week, uncomfortable. I, I, I equated to Vaquero's vegetables. I don't, there's a reason I don't talk politics. It's such a slippery slope. And, uh, but when it comes to money, that can, we all get, we all, it's, we can get weird about it. All of us on different levels, different angles, etc. And, um, uh, although I, I did encourage you guys to say it's okay, we we do need to take a critical look sometimes. And uh, we 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 bold. It was on bold's heart. We had to talk about the prosperity gospels, what they call it. And I got the poll, uh, challenging or not. Uh, I I knew Rick was very versed in this, and he'd give his opinion. Some of you agree with him, some of you don't. But just know, I I, I do know this. The heart's on the fringe. That's been a part of our uh, podcast series, and Nate's heart. And maybe Nate didn't agree with everything said last week either, but I know this. Nate, the heart for the fringe is a lot of you've been pushed away because sometimes a church or pastor is too much about money. I firsthand have heard it. I've heard from people who no longer go to church, no longer want to tune in because it was money, 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 money. Um, now, we're going to tackle the opposite side of it. We're going to tackle why some of these guys are not, are not intimidated at all by money. In fact, they give a lot of money. Their heart is in a different spot. And they have so many stories and case studies, actual life stories of what has worked and what hasn't. And let me say this too, before we jump in, uh, confession too, you've heard us, we're real raw. We call ourselves flawed dudes uh, for a reason and we're pursuing truth. And by pursuing truth, again, sometimes we get it right, sometimes we get it wrong. But for me personally, giving has been a challenge. I am I, I, I am not the most generous heart. I didn't grow up in the most generous heart family. It's actually my wife and her family that taught me the importance of giving and how much better it feels to give, especially to the right cause. And then to further segue it in, we had earlier talked in our lifting session about the news and the world and how frustrating it can be. And we've challenged you and we've challenged ourselves. What are we doing about it then? Right? We love to complain. Oh, do we love to complain? But what are we doing in giving? And if you're not giving to a church, then are you giving to a nonprofit that's making a difference, right? Uh, are you doing anything about clean water in this world? Are you doing anything then about uh, helping raise up these kids that are in the in areas that, that don't have the education, that don't have the wherewithal? Maybe they have a single parent that's trying so hard just to keep their head above water. What are you doing then for giving to help raise them up to solve some of these societal ills. Uh, for too many times we rely on the government too much where we we are the answer by giving more. So, ooh, okay, there you go. First two minutes. But uh, Casey, you had a really interesting story. I guarantee you got some people's ears 
Because the thought of even returning an Apple Watch would be foreign to many, right? But you did it. And that was a really cool thing. And those that didn't hear it, I'm going to encourage you to go back to that previous episode to hear what Casey had to say. It was towards the tail end of uh, last week's episode. Uh, but Casey, you have an update, don't you, already, on, on what, what went down there? Yeah, well, I, I love that we're talking about giving because last week, as we were talking about what what some pastors do um, in this culture, well, how how our pastors, some pastors will try and take money, and why why is that? I think a big thing that that we see in this culture is we're taught that career is what matters, and so. And so many people go into seminary and they're searching for a career, something that's going to make them money rather than going in because it's a calling. And I, I think that that's, that's mm. a struggle that we're having in, in this culture is like which churches are career-based where the pastor views this as like a way to make money versus uh, calling-based where it's really about, I don't care. I mean, there's pastors like Francis Chan he was one of the he he's moved he's moved uh, to Asia now, but he was one of the biggest pastors in the country. I mean, he had he had a mega church. He was preaching everywhere. Um, he at one point he he was praying to God, and I, I love this story. He he used to preach to millionaires and billionaires, and he he was like, God, these people with with even if they just tithe. Their tithe alone could yeah. like save an entire country. Yeah. By the way, and he's in Silicon Valley, right? Or San Francisco. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. High, high he was, wealth. He was, right. Yeah, he was from Simi Valley. Um and and so he's he's like, God, just will you surround me with generous, rich people? Mm. And and then he goes, and if you won't do that, will you make me rich and I'll just give it all away? And that next year, his book, um, Oh, I'm blanking on it. Loving God, or I, I'm blanking on it. Um, but one the of his crazy books, love, Casey? Crazy, crazy love. love. Yeah, crazy love blew up, and immediately he became a millionaire. Huh. And he assigned all of that money to charity. So the only thing that he gets to do with that money is sign checks for charity. And. That that goes to show that he is not career based. He limited himself to thirty thousand dollars while living in California. I mean, it goes to show that he's not about the money. And so that's the type of person that has influenced my life. And so last week as I was talking about the watch and as I as I run for clean water, mm. I sent back this watch and the thing that really made me realize that I needed to send it back wasn't the money. We had the money. Um, we paid for it with cash. We don't use credit. Um, but the thing that made me want to send it back was it reached a point where it became an idol. And so I sent back this watch, and it was two days later my wife walks in with a package Mm. and I open it up and there's the watch. And what, what ended up happening is my mother-in-law found out that I 
that I had sent back this watch. I didn't know this, but her and my wife had been plotting this plan where my, <laughs> my mother-in-law bought me the watch and sent it to me, uh. which is interesting because I had been praying to God thinking like, God, just there's so much need. I don't know that I can have something like that. I don't know that I want something like that. That the only way that I could possibly receive something is if it was a gift. And and it's interesting because that's exactly what ended up happening. And I feel like what happened in that moment was God was saying, it's not bad to have gifts, Casey. It's not bad to have nice things, but it's really bad if nice things have you. And mm. so it, God made me kill this idol, made me kill this thing inside of me, and then turned it into a gift. And I actually, I, when I opened up the package, I just, I started sobbing, not because I got what I wanted, but because it showed me that we have a loving father who cares about us. And sometimes he cares about us enough to break the hand that is trying to hold something that will kill us. But he will, at other times, he will also give us these gifts that, that we desire as long as we don't desire them more than we desire him. Mm. And so, yeah, it, that's just kind of an, a, a very brief update on, on that whole story from last week. I even said, Casey, I just, again, I always try to, I'm empathetic. I always try to put myself in your shoes and I try to put myself in the listener's shoes. And from some listeners said, this is weird. <laughs> Never would even think twice about returning an Apple watch. And by the way, that includes me, the way I opened up. I, I would have just kept the, I, I just, I used to buy a ton of stuff, especially at my wealthiest. Uh, hey, Rocky, you just mute for a sec. Um, and, uh, I, I, um, but you also spoke up, those that didn't catch it at the end, Casey, where you said, well, you've prayed about stuff and then stuff's happened. Like uh, yeah. the, the, the windshield story. I don't even think people have heard that. Could you just. just uh, well, yeah. It's, first, can I, can I just talk a little bit about uh, what's been going on in my heart around this? Um, so I had mentioned last week that as I was struggling through this, so many things, like I would just wake up in the middle of the night and so many things were just coming at me. Like I have never, I told my wife this, that I've never heard God speak so audibly, so often as I did two weeks ago. Mm. I mean, every, I mean, it was, it was this whisper that just felt like it went through my soul. I can't even describe it. And it, and the words were just constantly so profound. It was like, I realized that loneliness, the loneliest place on earth, isn't not having nothing. It's not, it's not being destitute and having nothing. The loneliest place on earth is having everything that you've ever wanted and realizing that it doesn't satisfy. It's, uh, so Jack Higgins, he kind, of, he kind of talks about this as well. He said, Something that I wish I would have known when I was younger is when you reach the top of the mountain, there's nothing there. It's, it, it's so, 
it's so strange how God works. Like we, we know that there's this hole inside of us mm. and we treat it like a physical hole. So, so we'll buy all of this stuff trying to fill it. So we're yeah. like, man, I need a new car. I need a new house. I need people to look at me this way. And so we're trying to fill this hole. And it, in reality, when the stuff doesn't fill the hole, it actually makes the hole feel deeper. And how God has designed us is it's a spiritual hole that he has created. So we're supposed to pour ourselves out. That's what fills us. Mm. The most full that I've ever felt in my life is not the times when I've been buying stuff for myself. It's been the times when I'm going out and giving my stuff. Mm. That's the time that I experience God the most profoundly. Um, another verse that came to me is Proverbs 27, 7, where, where God says, to the person who is full, honey is rancid. But to the person who is hungry, even what is bitter is sweet. Have you guys ever, like, on Thanksgiving, like, I get this thought, and it happens every year for me. Mm. You'd think I'd learn my lesson, but you can eat and eat and eat and eat, and you just feel sick. Right. But then you still find yourself going back into the kitchen looking for little snacks, like, because you're discontent because the things of this world aren't here to satisfy us fully. It's, it's in our giving, it's in our pouring out that we are actually satisfied. And so I think that that's why I want to talk about how do we enjoy the gifts that God's given and, and what are some safe ways for us to buy things for ourselves without becoming selfish. And so if anyone else wants to speak up on that, otherwise I can talk more. Yeah, listen, I know there's, I got people ready. Let me just button this up quick because I'm, I'm getting the distinct poll, Casey. Thank you. Beautiful. This same guy you're hearing talking said uh, he was short on bills, but he's supposed to give. He felt like he's supposed to be giving to the church his tithe. And uh, so he did painfully, even though he knew the budget was a little short. And when he went out to the parking lot, the exact amount was on his windshield of what he needed. And um, he hadn't told anybody. There was never a prayer request. So I'm just calling that a miracle. And we did get the final story eventually. Some woman just said, she was told by an inner voice, put the well, money, I, whatever money you can, have, go ahead. Yeah, so so long story short, that the night before that, I was in the darkest spiritual place in my life. I mm. was contemplating suicide. I did that was not the night before? I forgot that part. Oh my gosh. I, I uh, the night, or the... That was a Saturday night where I was contemplating suicide. The next morning, I didn't want to go to church because I felt like God was terrible for ever allowing me to get to that point. How could a good and loving God allow someone to feel that way? And then also, I felt this immense amount of shame that I could even have the thoughts that I had. So was I even deserving to go to church? And so then when I went to church and I, and, and I worshiped God, reluctantly worshiped God, I went out to my car knowing that in three days I had had we were going to be $107 short for rent. And when I went out there, I found exactly $107 underneath my windshield wiper. And as I held that money, I just wept, like just absolutely sobbed. And I heard that whisper that I was just describing earlier of this. God saying, Casey, you might think that I'm bad. You might think that I'm a horrible father. 
but I see you. Mm. And you need to know that I will never leave or forsake you. I love you. You are my son. And in that moment, all the spiritual darkness that I felt all throughout 2018 was gone. And here's why. Because we got the end of that story because I shared it at church and a woman came forward anonymously and emailed our pastor what had happened. And she said that um, when she saw me there, because my wife stayed home, long story to that, but my wife stayed home that day and I was just standing there worshiping with my four-year or my three-year-old at the time. And she said she got this image of her son who was away from God, was against God, and she he has a son the same age. He's a single father. And she hmm. just got this whisper of, I want you to give all the money that you have in your purse. And she didn't want it. This woman clearly is modest. And so she didn't want to just give it to me. Yeah. So she left service early, put the money underneath my windshield wiper, but she only put five twenties and then she was going to use the other $7 to go buy herself breakfast at Taco Bell. And as she was walking away with her $7, she heard that whisper. I want you, I said, put all of it under there. And because she put all of it under there, it was the exact amount. Like if it would have been $106, $105, $100, it wouldn't have been the miracle that it needed to be to break that thing loose inside of me. Her generosity, her giving has forever tied my heart to this woman that I don't even know who she is. I just know that she knows who I am. She knows what I look like. But I feel this immense amount of love. And this is why God calls us to give. It's not, it's not out of command. It's not out of discipline. It's not out of any of that. God wants us to learn relationship. And when we give... He is breaking spiritual strongholds. He's using physical objects, our sacrifice, to destroy wicked things in other people's lives. Wow, brother. Thank you, Jogging Jesus Casey, man. Thank you. I know these guys are probably good to go. Um, uh, Rod, I'm sorry, man. I had muted you earlier. If you want to chime in, now's your time. And um, and then Jake, Jared, I know you're on deck as well. And anyone else who wants to speak up, we'll go into one-minute challenge. All right, I might take a minute and a half here. Um, <laughs> you usually do. So, <laughs> Go ahead. so last last week, I, I actually listened to the podcast a little late. It was on Monday, um, but what really shined was was Casey's story. It was mm. literally like a light in the darkness. And so, over the last couple of weeks, this message has really sat with me because a lot of you know I, I really stand on if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised Him from the dead, you'll be saved. And I always thought, well, being saved meant go to heaven. And maybe it does. Who knows? I'll keep researching. But the the passage that stood out to me was when Jen was doing a daily devotional. And it was on a tree and its fruit in Matthew. And it talked about that you can identify a tree by its fruit. That is, by the way you act. And it says, yeah, you can identify a tree by its fruit and, and identify people by their actions. And not everyone who calls out to Jesus um, will actually enter into heaven. Um, essentially he's saying in the passage that, you know, your actions are going to show you um, as God's child. If you, if your actions align with God's will and it went on and she referred to Matthew 25 further where he says, you know, if 
I was hungry and you fed me. I was thirsty and you gave me a drink. I was a stranger and you invited me into your home. I was naked and you gave me clothes. I was sick and you cared for me. I was in prison and you visited me. And it it laid on my heart so heavy because I can't think of ever doing any of those things. And it tells me right there, that's what God's will is. So during the conversation last week, listening to it, and I'm always so careful to try not to try not to judge. You know, when you hear of rich pastors and things like that, it's like, gosh, I don't, you know, I don't know what God's doing with them. I don't know. Like you said, the one pastor said, you give me the money, God, I will do good with it. And he became a millionaire. Is he greedy for that? Because there's people starving. I don't know what he's doing with that money. The pastor wanting an airplane, does he fly so much that it costs the church a ton of money just to speak? Um, Is he flying missionaries for free around the world? I don't know. And really, if I'm sitting there analyzing that, I'm sinning in my heart. I'm judging. And that's taking away from what I could be doing. So after hearing Casey's story on there, I was really like, yeah, dude, I need to. I need to do this, do something, because quite frankly, I'm making money during during the coronavirus. I mean, the government's giving me money and I haven't lost a thing. And I've been feeling a little guilty because I just paid a ridiculous amount of money. I mean, just I'd slap myself if I was a friend of mine for my son to play hockey. You know what I mean? It's just stupid. And I sit there and I go, God, show me where I can help like Casey, right? Wouldn't you know it? Um, one of my job I'm on right now, uh, they're drywalling it. I can't do anything. So this week I'm trying to catch up on some of my book work and it's pretty much the whole week. And I get an email yesterday that there's a Minneapolis police officer with cancer. Hart is going to put a floor in his basement because he can't have carpet in his house and they need some help. And usually I, I'm like, I'm too busy for these things. But I volunteered for today. So, Casey, you listening bears fruit way beyond what maybe your intention was or what you were even thinking. But it helps. It's helping me hear God and go to him and and actually follow when he prompts me. That's beautiful. I'm grateful that you're that you're listening, man. (laughs) It can be difficult that it's a sacrifice for a reason. Right. And so I think that people, I think that people see generous people and they think that it's always easy and it's not always easy. And sometimes, man, sometimes when Jesus says it's more blessed to give than to receive, usually I go away from a giving experience, thanking God that I am allowed to actually take part in this and that I have the means to actually help someone or that I was counted worthy to sacrifice for someone else. But typically leading up to the giving is difficult. It's going away that's the actual blessing. Yeah. Hey, I'm going to segue. I think I just heard Jared, Jake, I know you got some stuff to bring here. I'm definitely going to leave some time for you. I I just, Rod, thank you. I will say this. I do believe John 3.16 if you believe in if you if you confess your mouth and believe that Jesus Christ is Lord, you will be saved. Um, that I, I I do believe it's that simple. It also says though later on if your um, faith without works is dead, meaning when your heart's properly tuned, 
you're going to do, you're going to do what you're doing today. You're going to help this guy put in the floor. You're going to do what you heard Casey saying or Jared or Jake, where you're starting to give, you're starting to serve, etc. I am going to say this. It is okay to question. I don't think we just run abandon, uh, with reckless abandon with every pastor and everything going on. We do need to question because it, it does hurt. It does a lot of damage for certain believers, but I don't want to get too sideways on this. Just be, have heart for the fringe. Uh, when when church becomes too much about money, not enough about heart, serving, giving, and who's coming firmly to mind right now um, is Patrick in North Minneapolis. This guy, this guy is he's got a very modest salary. He's in one of the um, harder hit areas of our country. I'll just say, um, this guy is serving and pouring into his community and really living like Jesus. Um, I I I. He's pretty darn closest thing I can have to it. And I'm going to humbly remind anyone that's been pulled on the heart to give, his link is on the action page for Patrick, North Minneapolis Church. So um, I, I, that came to mind. I just want to I, I, I want to make sure we get that across. Jared, you were going to say something. I know, Jake, you got something. Well, yeah, I mean, number one, I, I find um, – I think what, what Casey said, or I'm sorry, maybe Rod, Rod said, no, I'm sorry. I kind of lost who, tri- who said what, <laughs> um, but, but uh, it, yeah, the lead up to the giving, it, it sucks. It's my money. That's, that's my thought. Mm. You know, it, it's, it's my money. Uh, I earned it. If I give it, I think the fear, there's fear. Um, if I give it, I won't have it. And if there's something, you know, that I need, you know, in the next few months for my kids or something that I need, you know, some unknown that I need um, is usually what it is. I, I have this fear about, well, I better not give that. You know, I, I don't have much in savings, to be honest with you. And and, and that's just that's just how it is right now. And um, and, it, and there's a great amount of fear and anxiety around money mm. and um in my, in my heart, if I'm honest, it's hard enough for me to tithe. Um, I do it. And in fact, I just did it a few minutes ago while we were all talking. Wow. Um, really? I, 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 I got paid this morning. So, uh, yeah. So, right on, so I, I, I make it my, I make it the first bill I pay as much as I can. Anyway, the first bill I pay when I get, when I get my, my paycheck. Um, and I, I don't have an auto withdrawal or nothing like that. I make it a, an act. Um, so, you know, I could use that money to pay down this or that. And, uh, and instead I, I choose to tithe. And I'll tell you, I told Pastor Ryan one time, um, maybe a couple of years ago, I said, look, you know, I, I believe really firmly in what Hosanna does. Um, I said, the amount I pay, uh, the amount I, the amount of money that I tithe is enough to pay a decent car payment. Um, and, uh, and it's extremely difficult for me to give up that few hundred dollars, um, because I wasn't raised, um, to be generous at all. Mm. Um, my father had a heart, but he didn't have a heart for other people. Mm. Um, and, 
it's unfortunate, you know, but uh, maybe he does now. I don't know. But I wasn't raised that way. I wasn't raised to be generous. And I was raised to grip that money as tightly as I could because it could go away at any point. And, um, and that's a lie. And it's a lie to, that, that I need a certain amount in my savings account to make me secure because it could all bl- be blown away in seconds um, by medical necessity or, you know, uh, a screw up on my taxes, you know, let's, let's not joke around here. I mean, I could have 10,000 bucks in the savings, which I don't. Well, I'd say and this, Jared, Jared let me it, interject it, there. It is biblical, right? So this is all temporary. It's going to, yeah. it's all going to go eat be moth and rust. It's, it's going to go away some way, one way and, or the other or mm-hmm. with death. Right. And it's not our money. Period. It's not our money, and and it belongs to God. Uh, he gave us what He gave us, and He can take it away, or other things in this world can take it away. Um, what I find, you know, is that the things, the people that are hardest to give to, are the people that God calls me to to give to. Um, my ex-wife, for instance, um, and I and I won't get into details because it's not it's not okay to talk about what I give. Um, but I, I try to go above and beyond, um, because it re- relates to my children, perhaps, um, you know, uh, when I give to her, uh, what I give and, um, I wish I pray, um, that I have more to give, not just to her, but to other people. And I will someday, you know. Right now, I'm, I guess maybe God's training me, but, um, you know, I'm sure he is actually, he's, you know, he's going to take a lot of, cause I'm pretty hard headed. It's going to take a lot of training, but, uh, he's, he's straightened me out and I've done some giving and then seen some returns, but, uh, that's not the, Thank that's you, not the Jared. point. Thank you. <laughs> you know, yeah. No, I, you know, what's coming to mind, Jared is, I forget which pastor it was. Someone said, God doesn't. Well, this will be an opportunity for a counterpoint too. And Jake, I want to make sure to tee you up with. I know you got some stuff, uh, direct verses that, that are going to help reinforce everything that's been said today. Um, God doesn't need your money. <laughs> God's concerned no, your about heart. your heart. God's concerned about your heart. And uh, the example was given. Actually, I think it was Pastor Rick, which we'll get to him in a little bit too. Um, fries. You go to the drive-through. You bought your kids fries. And then you, the kid, you go, hey, oh, that smells good. Okay, kid, could I have a couple of those fries? And like, no, mine. And you're like, you little brat, I I just bought you those fries, man. What are you doing? He's more concerned about the heart. Now, easily, that dad could go through the drive-thru again and buy 10 large fries for himself. That's not the point. The point is there's more concern about the heart. And what I'm hearing from you, Jared, it's the heart. The heart to give and, and the mentality of, well, uh, all right, God, you're real then. You can do anything. You you could provide anything. You can, but you're it's concerned about your heart. What's your heart yeah. giving? Or are you just being uh, can I Scrooge? Get, oh, I wanted to wrap up real quick, um, and I know Casey and Jake want to talk. Yeah, about you're, it super one quick. minute challenge, boys. Definitely, we're okay. we're, we're, we're OT. Yeah. So um, back to you know, I kind of lost focus a little bit. I'm sorry. It happens at six in the morning, seven in the morning, but. Um, with Hosanna, um, what t- I told Pastor Ryan is that what turned me toward tithing more regularly, um, you know, was that the 
you know, that car payment amount of money that I'm, that I'm releasing. Um, it goes to so many good for, for so many good purposes for, to so many good things. Um, they, they have, they have a heart for other people. And, um, so I know that it's not just going to line someone's pockets, um, you know, and to in, in, enrich the life of a pastor. Um, you know, does he get paid through my tithes? Probably. But, um, but then, you know, if he wasn't there, would I have Jesus? Maybe not. Um, so, you know, there's, there's so many good things about, about that church, in my opinion, that right. they've earned. They use it. And that's, that's a lesson learned there, Jared. Thank you for anyone listening. Like, okay, if you can give the church, then right. Look at what they're doing. Are they giving to the community? Are they serving the community? Uh, How are they giving? Or is it going toward G6 uh, private jet? Sorry, Rod, but (laughs) you need to ask where's, uh, how are they making a difference to the community? Take the whole, the whole thing in perspective, not just one area. So Casey, I know you're going to speak up, and then Jake, I, I definitely get in the poll to you. We need to wrap on some of the word here. So, Yes, so this kind of relates to last week when we talked about the prosperity gospel. So the image that I, I've gotten is kind of relating back to what you said about the father with fries, but instead, so God calls us to give a tithe. He calls us to give 10%. And so I think about it this way, like, God says that he's our father. And so I just imagine, what if I sent my son up to the store with $100 and I gave him a $10 list and I said, get me my list and you get to keep the other $90. Let's say he comes back and he only got me $2 off of the list. Am I going to trust him with another or am I going to send him back up there with another $100? I might trust him with $10 next time and then just tell him to get me a dollar worth of stuff. Mm. But let's say he, and so let's say he comes back and he actually has the $10 worth of stuff. He doesn't get to beat on his chest and say, I'm generous. He gets to say, I'm, I'm, uh, faithful, but not generous. Now let's say that he really wanted something and and he and it was ninety dollars, and he went up there, and I was expecting him to come back with my ten dollars worth of stuff and his ninety dollars worth of stuff, but he. I lost him. That's interesting, Casey. I've never heard that put that way before either. That's a very interesting perspective. We're talking about trust and uh, the money. And um, Jake, are you still with me? Yep. Okay, that a boy. I don't know what happened to Casey dropped off there, but point, point taken, point made. Um, would you share a few, at least the, some of your favorites there that, that, that you yeah. pulled out? I had to ask for some just what back. We got to go with the word, right? Let's back up then what we're saying, right? So uh, any of so any particular, go ahead. Yeah, real quick. I wanted to just respond to Casey's story about um, the windshield. What I love about that story, which I heard just loud and clear today, was that woman listened to the Holy Spirit very closely, by the way, multiple times. Right. I think that's a key point for all of us to remember is when we're, when we have an opportunity to give, we really need to pray. We need to ask the Holy Spirit more about that. Oh, and we keep pausing that. Sorry, Jake. 
again, yep. multiple best practices out of this. For those listening, I've never heard the lo- like a loud, audible voice of God or the Holy Spirit. It is a, it is an inner voice. It's a whisper to me, as Casey kind of described it earlier. Everyone's a little different. I'm just saying whatever, but she's tuning in, right? And I know the voice she's talking about. So, um, and it asks you to do things that you're not ready for. Sometimes it's a little uncomfortable. It pushes you, it tests your faith. Go ahead, Jake. Yeah. I just want to give praise to God for, for these amazing testimonies that we're hearing as well. Um, and I just, I see a picture that giving is like a lot of things like exercise. We need to exercise our giving muscle and the more we do it, the stronger and the better we'll get at it. And just like with anything in our spiritual life, you know, the Bible, as we read it more and more, it becomes more and more alive and we see different things. So same with the act of giving, the more we do it, the more we learn about it. Mm. So I just had these two, two scriptures I wanted to highlight. Um, first one is Proverbs nineteen seventeen: When you give to the poor, it's like lending to the Lord and the Lord will pay you back. So that's one I've been leaning on pretty heavily the last year or so so it's it's clear it's it's black and white plain as day yeah thank you jay and then the second one is um matthew 5 42 when someone asks you for something give it to him when someone wants to borrow something lend it to him so again it's like so direct so clear it's hard to ignore hard to justify not doing that hmm that's beautiful, Jake. I definitely want to end on that word and on that positive note. So to be continued, everyone, thanks for joining us this week. Word. Thanks for joining us this week. Let me say something a bit counterintuitive. And thank you if you made it this far. Personally, personally, I'm not telling you what to do with the money currently in your checking and savings account. If you believe in God, a challenge. Pray on it. Ask God. Where and to whom should I give? Pray it every day. And then listen for that quiet inner voice. And if you're bold enough to listen and act like that lady did that left the money on Casey's window, get ready to be amazed. As Pastor Rick Warren says, you can't all give God. Whether you like him or not, Rick claims to give away 91% of his income. 91%. You and me? We're probably more challenged to give away 10%, right? We're all works in progress. And for any of you not working right now, we lift you. I pray for the right jobs to come your way. And personally, I know how disheartening that feels. And once you are earning again, you know how good it feels to give and to help others. And a special shout out to The Fringe. Thank you so much for letting us know your frustration about money in churches. On one side, I hear Rod and saying we need to be careful to judge. And he's right. And then on the other side, we have others that have been hurt by pastors who abuse or have been all about money and about themselves and less about Jesus and living his true word, loving God and loving others. So this one is for you, Fringe. If a pastor thinks they need a G6 private jet, here's my humble recommendation. Fly coach, take the savings, and give it to the poor. Because Jesus rode into town on a donkey, not a stallion or a chariot. See Mark 11, 1 through 11. So, hey, anyone that's obsessed about money in church, the pastor's there, 
You can put that in your spiritual money pipe and smoke it. Ending on a song note, Hot Rod had a great suggestion. Uh, we are going secular again to help make a greater point. This is Give It Away Now by Red Hot Chili Peppers. Yes, the Red Hot Chili Peppers worked their way into Fry Dudes. Um, give them some love and add it to your playlist. And every time you hear it, I'm going to encourage you to ask yourself, how am I doing in giving it away and helping others? Now go serve, give, and love.